Hello, and welcome to the Weekly Recap. This is episode 166. So I am here uh, all by my lonesome in the basement, but I do have a couple of guests on through Zoom. Thank you for uh, showing up here this evening, gentlemen. I've got my evil twin and <laughs> Ryan from Fueled by Hops. Your namesake, man. He's your namesake. Know, right? <laughs> Wait, we haven't really decided which one's evil, though. No. We, we just guess. gave you guys geographical names, so that's true. Yeah, you're you're Pittsburgh <laughs> Nick, and he's Erie Nick, so we just left it at that. It works. It does. Until you try to tag somebody in the group, and then you get real confused. Yeah, or until you confused. try to pick up my beer, dancing gnome. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now you don't have that problem. You can just get it shipped right to the door. Imagine being the people drive. at Dancing Gnome, though. Like somebody coming up and be like, "Hey, I'm Nick Adams." They're like, wait, there's two Nick Adams that have orders here. What do we mm-hmm. do? <laughs> well, my aunt saw it the one time because Nick and I are friends also on Facebook outside of the group. And she goes, you're friends with a Nick Adams? I'm like, yeah. She goes, how did that happen? I'm like, through Fuel by Hops. And she goes, well, like, how did you guys make I'm like, it's through Fuel by Hops. I'm like, we just have the same name. We actually have the same full name because I believe you're Nicholas Joseph. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> and we're both born on a holiday. Wow. Yep. <laughs> so... Wow. The uh, the similarities are uncanny. My social is one. Uh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My social is one too. <laughs> hey, all right. This uh-huh. might get really weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're like one digit off of each other. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. yeah, let's not. We're not uh, disclosing that information. <laughs> no, you, you can't mess but, my stuff uh, anymore. So I, I brought you guys on. Uh, I know the big announcement was a couple weeks ago, right? Uh, bringing back another festival to Pittsburgh. And so I wanted to kind of jump into that. Um, I don't know that we have to go right into it, but the uh, the best brunch ever is shaping up to be one of the biggest follow-ups to one of my favorite festivals in recent memory. So I got to, I got to really, I'm just super pumped about this one. <laughs> so we appreciate that, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, that's what I'm here for promoting the brand and, and, trying to uh, keep this content train rolling here. So. Absolutely, man. Yeah, we're excited about it. I mean, you know, the last one was uh, a big kind of a, I guess, a success, we, we can say. I don't want to sound too braggadacious, but I think it did uh, very well, went over very well. Uh, we think we pretty much exceeded all of our expectations. So felt good to get that first one underneath of us and do such a good job on it. And then, you know, now it's, hey, let's do this again. It, it's kind of funny because... The first time we were like, man, this is a lot of work. I don't know if we have another one in us. And then we finished that festival and we're like, yeah, let's do another one. <laughs> so it is what it, it is. It seems like it's one of those things that like, if it's, if it's rolling well, then you got to stick with it, right? Like if it was a shit show and just terrible the first time, hmm. I don't think you'd be doing it again, right? No, we wouldn't be doing it again. But that, that's the cool thing about Fuel by Hops is, you know, we are that community. So when you come to these festivals, it's, you're immersing yourself in a community, not just coming to a room to drink beer with a bunch of random people, you know? So right. the vibe is just so much better that, you know, we don't really have those issues that, you know, you would think could come along with a beer festival. Everybody just kind of gets along and drinks beer and has a good time. Yeah. It, it almost does have that like family reunion type vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, every time that this group gets together, like even if you don't post a lot or if you're not like active in the group as much as some of the other people, Jerry, you know, uh, <laughs> 3 a.m. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. there's, there are people that post 20 times a day. There are people that post once a month. 
And I think that we all kind of understand that there's a different dichotomy from any other group on Facebook. And it really kind of like provides this space to, to hang out, to really like enjoy each other, not really sit there and gripe about dirty glassware or, you know, uh, IP theft or, you know, whatever else comes up, you know? Yeah, I, I get that. That's the whole point. There's a whole reason why we did what we did um, with the group was to create that space where, you know, you don't have to worry about going in there and having somebody, you know, going after you for having a dirty glass or, you know, uh, for what beer you're drinking. If you're um, not drinking a quote unquote, hype enough beer or something like that, you know, getting, uh, you know, knocked around by some people in the group. Like we welcome everybody and come to the group, have a good time, drink whatever you want. Um, try not to drink it in a dirty glass, but if it right. happens, it happens. <laughs> um, but that, that it's, we're open doors to anybody who, you know, wants to come enjoy craft beer, you know, drink good beer with good people. That's our, our thing. Yeah. And I mean, it, it definitely comes through. And I think that the, uh, the drink the cookie table event promoted it further. Right. Mm-hmm. So might as Absolutely. well carry that into the next one. Uh, best brunch ever. Right. Absolutely. Now, I don't want to get too into like, oh, what, what can you tell me that nobody else knows or any of that kind of stuff? Because, well, it'll all be out there soon enough, right? We've got, what, two months, three months now? Almost to the day? Oh, my gosh. We have less than two months. Yeah. No, oh, wait, no, less than three months. We have less, less than, than three, three months. Less than three. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> so we're, we're chipping away here. We're 11 weeks and a few days away from another epic beer festival. I hope that it's an epic beer festival. That is, <laughs> I, I think it's going to hype it up. Like it's going to be. Cause I mean, I had a lot of fun at the first one. So <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. So you know, we're real excited about it. Nick, do you want, do you want me to, to, to take the details or? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think you have the details a little more down path than I do, especially with your, uh, your made for podcast voice that I don't have. Really? So do you really yeah, think I have you, a made for podcast voice? That's the first time I'm so I have a face for podcasting. I have a face for newspaper. And like, <laughs> it's been, I'm so monotone. I have trouble on these things. So I want the important stuff to come from you. So take okay. it away. Okay. I'll take it away. Um, I don't want to hijack your podcast either, Nick. So no, no, no. But, um, by all means, that's why I had you guys on yes. is because I'm so hyped about this festival that I want to talk about. So yeah. So we'll make sure we get all <laughs> the details out there. that you're going to say. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the basics let's start there so best brunch ever is the next uh beer festival from fueled by hops that's the company that nick and i nick adams i know it's confusing right the nick adams that's not from pittsburgh <laughs> we own and operate um this started off as a, a just a community here on facebook and it's just grown into i guess a craft beer lifestyle brand at this point um, it is a community at heart, which is really what makes it so special, as we kind of alluded to a little bit before. So we have kind of our digital presence for our community, and we look at these events as kind of the physical, you know, let's get out of the uh, group here and like actually meet in person. So that's really where these events, um, what they kind of serve. So uh, the first festival that we did was Drink the Cookie Table. We did that on November the 6th of 2021. Wow. I actually almost forgot the, the date of that festival here. You'd think that thing would be implanted in my head forever. So that was our first festival to celebrate dessert beers. Each one of our festivals kind of has a little theme to it. 
So we celebrated dessert beers at first, and now we're coming in and we're celebrating three of my favorite things, uh, brunch, beer, and bacon. And I have a relatively new appreciation for bacon, by the way. So this is really, really exciting for me. I spent most of my life not really liking bacon, but now the older I get, I actually starting to enjoy it a little bit more. So um, it's the best. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's, it's the best in certain places. It's, it's not a, a, a food that I want to eat like all the time, but whenever I go in, like, 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 like some people take bacon a little bit too far. I know we're probably going to take a little bit too far at the festival, but you can do that every now and again. But like, there's some people like, I don't, I don't like like bacon cheese fries, but I love, yeah, that's like not not a thing that I love, but bacon deserves donuts. Bacon needs to be on a burger at all times. You know what I mean? Like that's just just my point. But anyway, we're getting off topic. We're getting off pizza. topic here. No, no, Back no, to the event. Okay. I, I I too am a huge fan of bacon. <laughs> I have a bacon cookbook. Like it's so, like a hundred recipes with everything with bacon in it. Like that sounds awesome. I'm coming to your house. That's why I look like this. <laughs> <laughs> getting back to the event on May 14th of 2022. It's a Saturday. Uh, from what I understand, this is the Saturday before Mother's Day. I, I did not plan that accordingly, but I learned that one actually today. Somebody pointed it out and I was like, oh, wow. Um, so there, great, great little Mother's Day uh, gift there for your significant other. But um, yeah, so on May 14th, 2022, we're taking over the warehouse space at Hop Farm Brewing. If you've ever been to Hop Farm Brewing, I know you're probably thinking, wow, that place is really small. But they have a warehouse in the back of, of the brewery here that they just acquired recently. They've been putting on a few, they did a, f- a few shows and a few events there, but it's a, it's a big warehouse space. It's really, really cool inside. So we're going to actually take that space over. This is going to be a two-session beer festival. So the first session is going to run from 11 till 2. The second session is going to run from 3 until 6. We're going to have about 23 breweries coming out. We actually may have a little bit more than that. Uh, depending on how things shake out. But right now we have 23 breweries coming. They're going to bring brunch inspired beers with them. So this is, we're talking beers made with waffles and pancakes and mimosas and Bloody Marys. And we have a special candied bacon beer, which has like been like my thing to make. Even when I hated bacon, I wanted to make a candied bacon beer just to like put it into the atmosphere. And now we have that uh, coming to this festival. So um, we're not going to have all brunchy, like, like waffle and pancake beers. There's going to be like some hazy IPAs and things like that. There's going to be balance to this festival, but, um, nonetheless, it, going to be a lot of great, like brunch style beers coming. So we, again, we're going to have 23 breweries from all over the nation and locally. We have other half coming. We have Kushwa. We have prototype. I'm sure oh. you guys that have heard that once or twice on this podcast. <laughs> Never. Uh, we don't talk about them at all. Uh, we don't talk about <laughs> prototype at all on this podcast, but they are coming to this festival to pour. Uh, we have Hop Farm. We have all the, a lot of the locals here, Old Thunder, Arboretum Trail, a lot of our favorites here. So we brought back some of your favorites from um, Cookie Table, like Four Score and Prototype and those names. And then we mixed in a few others. And then like we do with all of our festivals the one that we put on. Um, (laughs) We have that one brewery that you may have never heard of before that's going to come in and surprise everybody. So I won't say what brewery that is. I'll let you guys look at the uh, the brewery list and figure that one out. But the last festival was Prototype. And um, you'll see, we actually just announced it today in our Facebook group who that one 
is going to be. So if you want to find that out, go to our Facebook group and see what brewery we just added in today that I think is going to surprise everybody. But yeah, so 23 breweries coming out, all kinds of great brunch inspired beers. We're going to have uh, three food vendors coming to bring like some uh, brunch foods with them. And uh, we're going to have a lot of other stuff going on at this festival. So we have a photo booth coming in with props. So you can do all your like fun photos. We're talking about getting a cardboard cut out of Jerry so that you can take photos with Jerry without actually being physically with Jerry. So that's going to be really exciting. And then of course we got my good buddy, DJ Scottro, um, the DJ at our first festival and also my other podcast co-host, He's going to come out and provide the tunes for the event. So it's going to be a lot of fun and we're looking forward to it. Can't wait to, um, uh, to, to put the event on. And I guess I should mention too, cause this is a pretty big, important piece of this. We have lots of collab beers coming to this event. So just like with cookie table, we took some of the local, um, iconic brunch places, I guess. And we paired them up with some of our local, uh, favorite breweries and they're making beers inspired by the foods that these places make. So we have waffles and caffeinated on deck. We have um, Maryland's on Main, which is one of my favorite places you've probably never heard of, but they make the best candied bacon in the world. They're coming to do a beer with that candied bacon. Um, we also have Kellyo's Diner. We have Cafe Raymond in, in the Strip District. I was actually just at that meeting and haven't even told Nick yet what beer they're making. So that's, we'll just leave that one ex- really exclusive, but I was just there and found that information out. So we have uh, Black Forge Coffee coming out and doing a beer with Abjuration. Um, we have Acclamations doing a beer with Pittsburgh Pickle Company. So all the full details about all the collabs will be released really, really soon, but lots of great beers. So again, May 14th, 2022, Hop Farm Brewing. You can catch all the details at fuelbyhops.com forward slash best brunch ever. It is a two-session beer festival. The first session is sold out, and the second session is really low on tickets right now at this point. So if you're going to buy them, I know we're three months out, but really buy them soon because they're pretty much going to be gone pretty shortly. Yeah, that secondary market is going to be insane because you guys... Well, you sold out the first session in what? Two days? I don't even think it was. Well, it took a couple... It was like we got down to like 10 tickets. I think it took like uh, okay. three or four days, but like the first day we sold like all but like 10 or 20 tickets or something like that. And then it wow. kind of cooled off for a little bit, but yeah, well, but every, actually everybody started buying session thing. twos. Yeah. <laughs> I think we figured session one was going to go first cause it's like the brunch hour, you know? Right. So yeah. session two, I wish we had a space big enough to put everybody in one session, but it's just, unfortunately that's actually kind of hard to come by in Pittsburgh. So we have what we have. We had to do two sessions, but Nonetheless, um, obviously session one closed up. So now everybody's rushing for session two. So get your tickets soon before they're all gone. Sarah and I will be in session two. So we'll see you at the prototype table probably. (laughs) Yeah. I have to tell the prototype guys, like you have to hold something special just for Sarah because she won't be at the first (laughs) session. So if they do something like, remember they did like that crazy me drop at cookie table. Yeah, that was nuts. And it yeah. just so happened, like, we were there when they first did it, and nobody knew it was coming. And then after that, it was like the line was across the damn building to try Literally, to get some of this mead. <laughs> we didn't know. We didn't even know that that happened until after it happened. We had no idea. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we were, they were like, like crazy. 
Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Mean, I mean, you guys probably didn't stop moving. But we didn't even know they were planning on doing it yet. Everybody's like, oh, we're going to the mead drop at Prototype. And I'm like, yeah. What? <laughs> I had no idea anything about this. That's not on the list. But they, uh, that was actually pretty cool to even surprise us. You know, that's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, so just for reference, real quick, just to follow up with uh, today is the 17th of February. Yep. So if you're looking for that post on Fuel by Hops, because this episode's not going to be up tonight, um, slacker. it's on the 17th. Okay. What a slacker. Uh, <laughs> just make sure it's out before May 14th. So people, will, hey, you know. hey, hey, <laughs> I'm getting better at this. Okay. I have two episodes ready to go right now. This is the second of them. Ooh, so, drop them all at once, man. Yeah. We're going to do seasons. Yes. Yes. No, no, we're not doing that. No, it's <laughs> no, too much. No, work. we're like, we're going to be like Hulu with uh, How I Met Your Father, just dropping one 20 minute episode every week. Yep. Yep. Which is super fucking annoying, let me tell you. Great show, a, by the way. That's a great show. That is a great show. <laughs> Have you seen How I Met Your Mother? I haven't seen it fully, but. Okay, because we were talking about the. Uh, <laughs> wait, hold on. Shit, now I forget what we were They're talking like, about. It's the same show. It's like the same characters and everything. No, it's a, it's a totally different set of characters but it seems like they, there's a lot of similarities with all of them yeah like it's a totally it's like totally different people but like the personalities and stuff seem like they're like very similar to the originals in the show does that make sense yeah yeah there's definitely like a, a a parallel to be drawn between each character yep but uh the reason oh wait oh why was i bringing this up again damn it <laughs> <laughs> you were there talking a, about dropping podcast episodes you're gonna do one 20 minute a week Yes, just like that's, that. that's exactly how we're doing it. Sorry, it's been a day. <laughs> You're not having a very good day, huh? No, no. Do you no. want to talk about, should we just skip the whole best brunch thing? Let's just have like a Nick therapy session. Hey, like, do you, you know need what? to just I, lay down and let loose, buddy? So I, I do want to talk a little bit about today because I feel like I was very accomplished. Okay. Except for when I walked down into the basement tonight and there's water on the floor. Um, sucks, man. We uh, so Sarah and I stopped over at uh, forty nine oh one Butler Street and hung out there for a couple of hours. Um, formerly Roundabout, right? Currently Ooh. Coven. Yes, are they um, open? They're not officially. No, open. no. So no. The, uh, so uh, you Katie just got like the exclusive in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. Actually, we were. Um, so we are. I would say we're pretty good friends with Katie and Trevor at this point. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we were just kind of volunteering our time. I've had the week off of work. So I was just kind of, you know, wanted to get out of the house, wanted to do something that, you know, and Katie was like, Oh, well, Hey, we're going to be at the brewery all week. And I was like, okay, pop over and see what's up, you know, check the place out. Uh, very cool. Um, I don't want to give away anything because I didn't really tell Katie that I was podcasting tonight. So I'm not going to give you guys anything other than I know what the first five beers are and I know what the layout of the place is going to look like. Uh, and I might have a line on some other uh, out of town stuff. So, well, we all, we know that they, they collab with the answer. Like we all know that that's true. That's, that's true. public. Okay, knowledge so that's, now. that is public knowledge. Um, that was their first uh, collab beer as coven which uh, super excited about what a way that like just come out the gate. Like seriously I'm swinging like, hard. Yeah. There. Well, it's like, Oh yeah, we're going to do our first collab. The answer, the answer. I think the answer actually posted like their collab day a couple weeks ago. Uh, did they? 
I don't remember. I'm, I'm actually, I'm I pretty, remember seeing that. Yeah, I follow their stuff pretty closely, but maybe I missed it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, maybe it was, it, it might have been Trevor or Katie's personal Instagram that they okay. posted a picture on. And I'm actually looking right know. now. Yeah, it was, it was in the story, so it's probably not there anymore. Um, but when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's cool. They're hanging out in Richmond. Like, let's, you know, I didn't think that they were actually going to be releasing a beer like, you know, this week. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really awesome to hear. Those guys just absolutely are like going hard at it. They're really trying to create their own space. And I'm very much looking forward to see what, what comes of it. Uh, but I was over there. We were helping out. I was painting, like uh, Sarah was cleaning up some stuff. Like it was just like, just generic volunteer work. Not really anything super secret. We weren't like brewing a collab beer or anything like that. That's not happening. Don't worry about that. I'm not a brewer. Did they, get you, did they give you any beer or anything? <laughs> uh, well, so we were drinking beer. Um, but I mean, I, I brought a couple of cans to share because I had a couple from Equilibrium that I got over last week. But uh, they did have a couple of answer beers. Um, so I did have, mm. uh, what was it? Um, something with the star. With a star? Yeah, I can't remember the name of the beer now. <laughs> This, there was a star in the name. It was a uh, mosaic IPA. It was delicious. Um, mm. Strictly an answer product, not like a coven right. collab or anything. But that uh, that collab is currently available at the answer. And um, from what I understand, you won't see it in Pittsburgh just because coven had nothing to do with like the production of it other than, you know, the collab itself. Mm -hmm. uh, so... If it's if it's coming around, it's probably being shipped in, or you know, driven back from Virginia across state lines illegally. Yeah, it's definitely being shipped in because I'm, I'm actually talking to a guy right now about I was gonna having say, some shipped in. So I nice. saw you were looking for some. Did you find somebody? Yeah, my little my my one of my good buddies. I I, I won't name him on here, but um, <laughs> one of my one of my buddies I met down there. So the answer is like the best culture in craft beer, you know, as far as like the community in a lot of ways, fueled by hops was birthed out of that answer culture. So I'm just a big answer fanboy. but my brother-in-law Joe got me hooked on that stuff. And the people down there are, it, it's a special place. Like it's unlike any brewery I've ever been. It, it's its own unique thing. So I slept in their parking lot for like a week back in September you know, we basically drank around the clock. I don't even know if I should say that on this podcast, but um, people Nobody's set up listening. tents. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like people set up tents, and some guy had a blackstone and was making like breakfast, lunch, and dinner for everybody else. Like the anniversary crowd was just absolutely amazing. I met so many good friends just through that whole culture down there. It's just incredible. So when something cool like this comes up, like there's a lot of times people will just hit me up and be like, Hey, do you want this? So I'm kind of surprised nobody was like, Hey, this is a Pittsburgh brewery. Like, do you want us to grab this collab for you? But I reached out and I was like, Hey, can you go get this for me? And it uh, sounds like I got a couple of them coming to me. So that's pretty cool. But that's nice. the power nice. of the answer. And like, and not only that, like I can't, uh, I don't want to go on a rant about the answer, but um, the fact that Coven is coming out of the gate and collabing with them not only shows me that like Coven, first of all, can is like on a serious level, you know what I mean? Like you're like 
you're not even open yet and you're collabing with the answer like that that's a pretty pretty big shit there um, yeah <laughs> but it also shows me like they're really dedicated to putting out like a serious product so i'm super excited to and pumped to try that place out you know i love trevor and katie and i i wish them like the most success i really honestly am kind of jealous that you were hanging out with them tonight because, yeah yeah it was yeah. uh it was very cool um i again i don't want to say too much because i don't really know what I can say, or I don't want to, you know, put anybody on blast or anything, but yeah. Um, I mean, you like were just you were telling us about the, those amazing barrel aged stouts they were coming out with. And then you were telling us about all those crazy collabs they have with all these places from California. I mean, you can, right. you can just name it on this podcast. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, 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 I'm not, no. we're just joking. Mm-hmm. We're just no, joking. You're not going to try to pry it. Trevor, don't fall over. Although <laughs> I do have to say, I have an answer story that links back to Trevor really? um, actually. Okay. So yeah, let me, let me set this one up for you. I, I've mm-hmm. told it on the podcast before. So if you, if you're a diehard listener and you've heard this story, when we went down to Richmond, we went down for the Vales anniversary in 2018, I think 2019, maybe mm-hmm. this was right after I had met Trevor and we show up to Nome like the night before and I called off work. Sarah was off. It was like a, Thursday and we drove like we woke up at 5 a.m. in the car, drove down the six hours or whatever it is, straight to the veil. Uh, we stopped at the answer because they were open first, right? But we walked into Nome the night before, and Trevor goes, Oh, you're going to Richmond. Let me give you some stuff to take to the locals down there, right? And so he gives me a case of Lustra and a bunch of different like merch and stuff. And he's like, Hey, just make sure the answer gets three, four packs. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. I don't know anybody at the answer person, but I've never been there before either. So like we show up and it's in the strip mall and it looks like it's, you know, (laughs) it's the weirdest, like you totally wouldn't expect that place to be there at all. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck is going on right next to an Arby's like, "Hmm." yeah, like it's so weird. So weird. But it's juice day, right? It's Thursday. They had the crowlers of juice going. And we walk in and I'm like, like, so we we go out and I'm I'm carrying this sleeve of Lustra into the answer. And I was like, hey, um, you know, Trevor told me to see, and I can't remember the girl's name for the life of me right now, but they're like, oh yeah, she's in the back filling crowlers. Like, um, I'll send her out. And so like, she comes out and you know, I'm like, Oh yeah, Trevor wanted me to give you this beer and these, this merch and stuff. They had like the lighters and nothing like, it wasn't like t-shirts and like, you know, tons of stuff. It was actually like a little bag filled with stickers and lighters from dancing them. And so they were like, Oh, cool. What are you guys drinking? And like, we didn't pay for anything. Like they, they just like took care of us completely. It was the, the craziest thing um, because we're not industry people. Like I, yeah, I do this podcast and that's about as industry as I am, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, like they, they didn't know who we were. Like we just showed up with beer and they were like, Oh yeah, we'll take care of you guys. Don't worry about it. Like I, we bought the first round and then they paid for everything else. It was nuts. Like we had a freaking table full of like samples. We had, I think we left with like five crowlers. Um, I bought, I bought those. Don't like, (laughs) (laughs) I paid for the, the, the to go beer, but yeah, it was nuts. Uh, so yeah, the answer definitely holds a special place 
in my heart as well. Um, and not let alone the fact that they make killer beer. Uh, it's just a super cool spot and mm. everybody there is the nicest person alive. So, so other Nick, you've never been to the answer, right? So, so I haven't been to the answer, but I have been to, I think the hidden gem that not everyone knows about up here that's related. And that's Mekong in Sandusky. Ooh, yeah. You pulled that. So, so I've been there twice now. I went back, I went there on the way back from dark Lord day with Josh from the group. And like we sat at the bar and I, I forget if it's on's brother on's cousin. He comes it's out looking, it, he, he comes out looking, talking, walking, just like on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's gotta be him. So he comes over and we start talking beer and I guess I should set this up. When you walk into this place, it looks like every other Asian restaurant you've ever been to. But if you look at the bar, it's got 40 tap handles. Now, not all of them were tapped and everything like that. They have a row of wax bottles in front of those tap. (laughs) And then they had every answer glass there sitting next to the bar. And I mean, gold mega man, everything that they've ever produced, they have sitting there at this bar. So I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. So we sit down, we start ordering beers. We start talking to the bartender and it was hands down the best beer service I've ever had at a restaurant. This guy saw that we were going to be split, like, like splitting cans. So he grabbed an extra glass for each of us to share these beers with, gave us new glasses. Every time we got a new beer, mm. we ended up sharing, I think like seven beers with the bartender Ans cousin. Um, and the two of us there, I went back six months later, the guy was asking me, you know, Hey, you know, are you still doing glassware? Have you drank any good beers lately? I'm going to leave and he hands me my check and he goes, Hey Nick, thank you for coming again. Six months later, I never told him my name and he remembered my name. And I'm like, this is insane. But the food was awesome. They had answer beer on tap. Mm-hmm. Hands down, Sandusky, Ohio is the place to go if you don't feel like driving to Richmond. <laughs> and the other connection would be Clag, which yeah, is I haven't been there yet in the Cleveland area. But I think that's another cousin of On. So for you guys listening at home who don't know, On is the owner of the Answer, where it's where the name comes from. It's like actually capital A, capital N, lowercase S W E R. So On. Answer, I guess, is probably the technical way, but it's the. the Would you answer. say it's a hard on? <laughs> oh, definitely. You set me up for that one, there. <laughs> Caught on to that one. You, you ever get, so? <laughs> that's from Workaholics. <laughs> I'm not original. I love that show. Well, I love that show. <laughs> but it's under, so it's a hard on. <laughs> yeah. So on is is the owner of the answer and his cousin, I think it's his cousin who owns Mekong in Sandusky, and then another cousin who owns Clag um in the Cleveland area. So there's Clag's in Sandusky. Is it in Sandusky? Yeah. In Cleveland. Yeah, it, it's it's only a couple miles away from uh Mekong. Okay. So okay. It, it's attached to some bottle shop. And apparently the bottle shop they have there is like legit. It's supposed to have some pretty heavy hitters in there. And then uh, Clag has pretty good amount of cans, um, tons of taps. I've heard nothing but good things. I actually had a couple of their beers over the weekend. Mm. Um, they actually did kind of a tap takeover at Clovenhoof, which I think is an Ashtabula. Yes, it's area. in the Ashtabula area. Um, so a friend of ours picked up some of the Clag beers down there and had them. They're they're pretty good, uh, solid IPAs. I had. Yeah, we've reached out to them a few times. Um, yeah, I tried pulling that card like, hey, I know your cousin, you know. Because <laughs> uh, I'm sure like, they've never heard that. Yeah, I'm sure okay. they've <laughs> never heard that one ever before. So yeah, we'll, we'll work on them though. We'll, we'll, we'll get them. But I think it's cool. Hey, we got like, a road trip. 
Yeah, like some, like from what I understand too, there's like answer beers there. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah. they kind of I mean, get some like I, pretty cool uh, stuff in there. So when I was there, they had what a West Coast, they had a hazy and a lager. I want to say both times I was there, and they said they get juice. Um, it just it comes and it goes so quick, and you can take it to go. Like you wow. can buy it to go. You don't have to drink it there. Um, but I mean, when you're sitting at the bar, you can look in their cooler and you can see all the beer that they have for sale. Mm-hmm. And then all the beer that they have not for sale. And they had Vale and all different kinds of crazy stuff sitting down there that if you start talking to them, sometimes they'll crack open. Um, so, I mean, I highly recommend go to Mekong and Sandusky, sit at the bar, get the appetizer sampler and just take it all in. Cause it's such a good time. The food's amazing. The service is incredible. Beer is awesome. It's a great place to go to. I love how this podcast started off. Like we're going to talk about best brunch ever. And now it's just kind of developed into this like total answer fanboy family club thing. (laughs) We're going down this Uh, crazy rabbit hole now. (laughs) I mean, the fact is we're still talking about beer. uh, And that's that's the most important part. Half an hour into this, which is That's what I love about your podcast. Like your podcast is unscripted. (laughs) There's no like, like we sit down before our podcast, like, Hey, what do you want to talk about? You know, we want to hit on this. We want to hit on that. Like, I love your podcast. Cause it's literally just like hit record and see what happens, you yeah, know? And that's yeah. where some of the best content comes from. In my opinion. I, I couldn't agree more, um, but you don't, you honestly, also don't have Brent. We have Brent. Yeah. So we have to like give him parameters. It's like, like giving a toddler a crayon and hope he doesn't eat it. Yeah. Like, it's it, so hard. We have to like keep him on point. We have to be like, hey, Brant, we're going to talk about this. You cannot say this. Like <laughs> editing the podcast after Brant is done is it, it's a nightmare because last week we lost like seven minutes of content <laughs> because of just dumb things that Brant says. We're like, oh, got to get rid of that. Oh, got to get rid of that. Oh, got to get rid of that. <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> yeah. There have been a few. Um, with Trevor actually <laughs> that I've had to drop like 20, 30 minutes of stories yeah. because like, we'll get rolling. And then he starts talking about like growing up and we grew up in the same township. Right. And he literally lives like right behind my parents. Like his parents live behind my parents. Okay. And there's a few clips out there that are not on the internet, but there <laughs> are on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> of things that I cannot post online. <laughs> so we have, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I deleted. Believe that me, I, everybody has those, but at the same time, like it's so much more fun when you have the wild card. You just have yeah. like Charlie Day running around in the background, <laughs> yeah. yelling wild card. And <laughs> hey, you never um, know what you're going to get. I mean, he didn't even show up on time yesterday. Yeah, he, he shows up like like ten minutes late. He was like, ten minutes late. <laughs> asking like, if he can host. This again. is your podcast, man. <laughs> Oh man, I only caught a couple minutes uh, of yesterday's, uh, but I, I do like the the unfueled, um, just the the show in general. I think it's a cool idea. I think that you guys are really yeah. off and running with it. So. We really want it to be like I really want that show. And Nick and I were talking about this last night. Like we really want it to be like the extension of the tap room. You know, like this is a conversation. Like like the show should be like kind of like your show, where it's like a like a roaming conversation but we want to like hit on like the relevant topics and things like that. But I think it's cool. Like, like last week's show or yesterday, well, I guess whenever you listen to this podcast, but the one that we uh, recorded on the 16th, it kind of started like we were talking, it just like if you sat down at a brewery, you know what I mean? You sit down and you start talking about the beer 
And then you start talking about stuff that is happening in beer. Like, you know, this person's releasing this. Did you hear that these people are releasing that? Oh, did you hear about this festival? Blah, blah, blah. And then like, as the beer starts flowing, the conversation starts drifting. And before you know it, you're like arguing, like who was the best Ninja Turtle, you know? And I mean, uh, we ended last night about who was the best member of NWA. Yeah. And we totally didn't start anywhere near that. So no. <laughs> it literally is just like if you were just sitting down with your friends, having some beers at the, at the brewery. And that's what I love about it. And that's what we want to keep going. And I also love how we have the live aspect to it, which is pretty unique because people can jump in the conversation and um, you know, we pick up stuff from the audience, you know, people that are what call our audience, but the people that are watching and commenting, like we we can like pick up little stuff, things from them and talk about it. So it's kind of interactive, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's one thing that I would say is like way too much for me. <laughs> sure. Um, that's why I like doing it the way that we are. Uh, we like when we have guests on, we have, uh, conversations that aren't necessarily the same, like 10 questions over and over again, yeah. you know? Um, I mean, obviously we have our core, like, Oh, what beers are you drinking now? Like that kind of thing. But I don't, whenever I first got into like craft beer podcasts, the, the biggest thing was they were all so similar. Um, yes. everybody asks that like, Oh, how did you get into craft beer? What was your first craft beer? Like yeah. that, not to say that there's anything wrong with that content because you need it. I'm over it. You know, yeah, sure. like I like to have real conversations with people. Yeah. And I, mean, we I have like that conversation just, weekly about, Hey, everyone's done this a million times. Let's do something different. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's what I love about like generally what I've done the past like year or so now is we've started off on a topic that is not beer related mm -hmm. and then work back to craft beer. So if you're interested in going back and listening to old episodes of the weekly recap and you don't want to hear the stupid pop culture stuff that we talk about, go to about a half hour into the episode. That's where you're going to get your beer stuff. Uh, <laughs> recently, it's been kind of flip-flopped, but like the, uh, the episode that I'm posting tomorrow, right? Sarah and I had a wonderful discussion about Super Bowl foods. Not Ooh, a damn okay. thing to do with craft beer. Yeah, we talk about stuff like that. But it's something that needs to be talked about, right? Sure. Buffalo chicken dip is terrible. Yeah. I hate the, it. The, the, Have you ever been with barbecue sauce? <laughs> no. I'm just asking. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm saying you, you can turn buffalo chicken dip into any sort of dip you want, depending on the sauce. Same so, recipe, different sauce. See, I don't like the, the cream cheese aspect of it. Oh, that's the best part of it. That's, so wait, do you bake it or do you slow, or slow cooker? Well, I don't eat it. So well, you're missing out. Yeah. You're missing yeah. out terribly. That's fine. <laughs> but the, what I was, the point I was going to make kind of bank, you know, kind of piggybacking off what you said, you know, craft beer is becoming a lifestyle now, as opposed to a thing that we like. So, you know, when it was a thing that we liked, like it was something that we enjoyed doing. That's when you need those questions like, Hey, how did you get in the craft beer? And you know, that real stiff content, but now it's like craft beer is like a part of our lifestyle. You know, like my it's best not unique friends. anymore. It, yeah. It, and I, I think that's what it is. I met like all of my good friends. For doing through, it. Yeah. I met yeah. all my friends through beer and we don't just drink beer. Like we do other things like beer is a part of my life. You know, it's, you know, on the weekends it's going and like getting the beers that I want and things like that. But it's also what I'm eating and you know, what I'm, doing that's really what fuel by ops is trying to accomplish you know accomplish in our 
brand right now is, hey, this is more than just beer. This is a, a lifestyle. This is sports. This is food. This is you know smoking meats and you know Tyler's doing all that and Brant is like smoking pipe tobacco. I don't I don't even know anybody who does that, but he does that. Um, Twenty five too. Yeah. So you know it, it, it's working out, but still balancing beer and in, into that equation and eating and you know making good foods and it's like there's so much going on it's it's a lifestyle now at this point we don't need that stiff content anymore we need the brands that are gonna you know fit into our life if you will and that's you know what are what our two brands are doing right now yeah yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. uh couldn't have said it better myself honestly that uh makes a hell of a lot of sense um i don't i don't think of craft beer as an industry as much anymore as like a it's an extension of the i don't know I, I it's tough to describe honestly like i mean it's it's like going to your favorite restaurant once a week for five years and then you go there and they don't have your food anymore like it's a it's a culture shock to see how much it's changed so quickly yeah. Right. Well, I mean, like, think about restaurants. We don't call it the food industry. Well, I mean, like, certain areas will say like the food service industry, but like, you know, to me, there's like Mexican restaurants. It's like multiple categories, you know, and that's kind of what I think craft beer is becoming in a lot of ways. Is yeah, you know, different. There's different lanes in it. It's not it, just it's not just craft brewing anymore. Craft beer. There's multiple avenues inside of it now. And you can see that even like if you cut. Pittsburgh into sections, right? Like you go to Homestead, you have Voodoo, one of the biggest players, one of the oldest breweries in the Western PA, right? Mm-hmm. Um, literally across the street is a brewery that does nothing like what Voodoo does. Yep. And they're killing it. All of in Golden Age. I'm, yep. I'm speaking of Golden Age, sorry. Yep. Um, if you haven't been to Golden Age yet, I strongly recommend getting it. I haven't been there. It's on my list. Um, they should have yeah, opened a few cool months place. earlier. Uh, I've been, I, I had been to Enix, so it kind of like, you know, you walk in and you know that the, the place is there. You know but the layout, yeah. They have really outdone themselves with the, the, the Lucre taps and just like the, the feel of like the German style all throughout the building. Like it's just totally different. So yeah. that's probably the, the brewery that's at the top of my list right now. It's it's much harder for me to get to breweries now that I have a you know ten month old child. That, yeah, that adds a little layer of complexity to it. But it, I really wish Golden Age would have opened like I don't know three or four months earlier. So if you're listening, Golden Age, you should have opened a little bit earlier. So yeah, I could have get the DeLorean it. out of the garage, go back, fix. Yeah, it. let's go back in time and fix that, and then we'll, we'll kick back to it. But it's it's probably the one that's at the top of my list, but. I think that's probably going to be, we talked about this a little bit on our podcast yesterday, you know, that niche aspect to craft beer, I think is really going to start kind of coming in as the, you know, industry starts maturing. Yeah. If you will. And I mean, you're going to have more specialists, I think. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't go to not restaurants. Don't do everything anymore. You know, you have like Condado does tacos and, you know, uh, whatever does, spaghetti you know and this one does pizza like there's all different niches and i think that's going to start happening in craft beer to an extent maybe not entirely but to an extent yeah and one thing that i've seen and we talked about this a little bit on our previous episode um 
the the idea of these like free event festivals mm-hmm. have you guys seen these have you guys like followed along with any of this like um no we charge for our events yeah <laughs> no i get that i get that my um so i have you guys heard of the beer discovery app i've recently discovered this it, okay yeah it, it's kind so, of a new thing i'm still learning about yeah so basically the way i describe it is it's instagram for breweries but like you, anybody can go on and look at it. You have to be like an actual account to post stuff. Right. And so they did an event at imprint over the weekend called too hot for the gram. Mm -hmm. And it was basically a free beer festival. People showed up. They like, they did like a ticketing, like you had to RSVP and like to get in and all that, but it was free. (laughs) like there were no tickets. There was no, like, I mean, then they had like a ton of different places come in and pour at this thing. Um, I didn't go, I'm still kicking myself for that. I probably should have just driven out there and done it, but, um, yeah, that, that type of stuff. But even like locally here, what I was trying to get at is like the, um, the lager, uh, event that old thunder just did was not a ticketed event. They had a bunch of breweries come in with their beer. I mean, you bought pints and stuff. It wasn't free, free, but you didn't have to have like a ticket to get in the door is what I'm saying. And I think you're going to see a lot more of that where you're getting not necessarily a brewery that's in one lane, but you're getting these events that are geared towards all of these breweries doing one thing really well or doing something to promote a certain style of beer or that kind of thing. I think that's going to grow in popularity. I think that's something that we're already seeing. And I think that it's going to keep getting bigger. Yeah, I can agree with that. Like I said, I mean, I'd say the beer discovery event and trace are kind of the first two examples that I've seen this, but I think it's an interesting concept that, you know, could really turn into some really cool events in the future. So other than events, Oh, what else? Oh, do you guys have any like uh, super bold, Foods that you absolutely have to have. Super I feel like I just need to ask this question. Wings, <laughs> wings, wings. Okay. I mean, so so I have to make my own though. Like like I love do like I love cooking. Um, tonight I made so tonight I couldn't decide if I wanted a buffalo chicken pizza or a barbecue chicken pizza. So I did it as one. So it was oh. barbecue sauce as a base, like a Colby Jack cheese on top, chicken, bacon. I don't do vegetables, but I like texture. So crushed up Cool Ranch Doritos and then uh, buffalo sauce on top of that. Wow. It was amazing. It was amazing. The the Cool Ranch Doritos, man. That, that It's just a game like, changer. Game changer. Wow. I'm telling you. I'm not a big don't fan sleep of ranch, on. personally. But you can do it with nacho cheese if you want it. No, but I, I, mean, I, I you, like you that's, use... that's what I'm saying. I can do Cool Ranch Doritos, but mm-hmm. I don't like ranch like as a dressing. See, I... I, I I like ranch dressing on certain things, but at the same point, like I'm a big fan of the ranch powder. Um, some of my favorite chicken wings are the ranch wings that I make. And that's pretty much just ranch powder and uh, butter that you put on top of a wing after it's cooked. Um, and it just kind of like glazes the wing with this like concentrated ranch flavor. It's awesome. Hmm. It's kind of an eerie thing. Um, Erie's got some weird food combinations up here and that's one of them. Uh, that and pepperoni balls. So Pepperoni balls are not weird. They're absolutely yeah, delicious. But no one knows what they are. They're so good though. Like it, is it like, like a I, is it like a like a um 
like a garlic knot type of thing or think of it as a like a almost like a homemade roll with yeah. a pile of pepperoni stuffed inside of it deep fried yeah um, we, we yeah yeah that's I mean, probably a good way to put it like like the the traditional ones are deep fried you can get them and bake them as well um i make mine baked just i i don't deep fry stuff i air fry it best um but that's an eerie thing and it like no one's ever heard of them when you have them the first time it changes your life um they're so good they're so it sounds good good. oh they're amazing as good as i want to say that pepperoni balls are down here we have pepperoni rolls it's a little bit different however the last time i was on my way to richmond going back to the richmond conversation you have to drive like through the mountains to, to to get on the 68 so i found this dumpy garage or I guess it's like a gas station slash garage slash convenience store literally on the side of the road and I stopped in there and there's a sign that says pepperoni rolls were like X amount of dollars either like three for a buck or something like that it was some really really like like unbelievable price insanely reasonable (laughs) yeah it was it was crazy and the guy was like how many pepperoni rolls would you like and I remember thinking to myself like nobody's ever asked me how many I I I won. So I think I got like three of them just like because it was three for a dollar or something. But apparently people buy them by the dozen here because they were absolutely delicious. It was some of the, like, I don't, I can't even describe them. They were so good. They were just full of cheese and pepperoni. They were absolutely delicious. And um, apparently from what one of our friends, Justin, who lives up in that, that area was telling us, people go in there and get them by like, dozens and like he told us he actually ate a dozen one time himself which i could understand and believe because they were that just that good how big were they um probably like the size of my fist they're 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 pretty decent size so 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 not quite a hot pocket yeah they're not quite a hot pocket but maybe a little (laughs) bit a little bit less than them but they were really really super good so yeah i love pepperoni balls but Pepperoni rolls are my thing, but when it comes to Super Bowl food, it's got to be pizza for me. See, and, pizza was one that did not come up in our conversation. Yeah, see, you got to have pepperoni pizza with banana peppers. That's the, the, the you just have to have it for a Super Bowl. Wings are good, meatballs are good, nachos are good, but pizza is that staple you have to have on Super Bowl Sunday for me, anyway. I mean, see, like, I, yeah, I wouldn't be against it, honestly. Um, we did a top five, but really I'm just going to give you my two is like wings and nachos are like the two things that I would absolutely love anytime, but especially on the Super Bowl, you know? Yeah. See, I had a bunch of friends over for the Michigan Ohio State game. Like that's, that, that's my Super Bowl. Sure, um, sure. I actually had some like a uh, friend of mine who was an alumni from Ohio State came over for this year's game. So it was great. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> instead of doing the traditional like, bar food, pizza food, stuff like that. I did a huge taco spread. So we had three different types of tacos. I had queso, salsa, guac. That was a really good setup. I will admit that because it was all build your own. You wanted nachos, boom, it's there. You want tacos, hard or soft. You know, it was, you, you could have made anything you wanted. All it was is a little bit of chicken, a little bit of beef. Um, it's a potato, pork. I mean, it was so good. So, so famously, taco bar. famously, I, uh, for our wedding, we had Moe's cater it. Which nice. was a baller move. Nothing wrong honestly. with that. Most delicious. Um, Most has yeah, the best case. Yeah, so we had like a, a taco bar at our wedding. It was awesome. I respect that. Yeah, so. I, I think that'd be actually really cool, to be honest. 
kind of mad. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, mean, I, mean, I know. So when we got married, we did it like we didn't do like a full reception. We just did like a picnic with everybody and it was outdoors. And I was like, I'm not thinking about food. Like we're just going to do this. And it ended up being extremely reasonable for 80 people to just do a taco bar. So How long I was you guys very proud of myself. Uh, this year is year number seven. So we are six years married right now. Okay. So yeah, it's about as long so. as, as long as we've been. That's pretty interesting. Why do you say interesting? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, like we've been married for the same amount of time. That's, I don't know. That's interesting. But, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll do, uh, for our, for our 10 year anniversary, we're going to get remarried and we're going to have a taco bar again because it was, it worked out so well the first time we, we can do them the same time. We could just split. The yeah. Expenses. Let's do a joint, <laughs> joint remarrying <laughs> joint <laughs> renewal. <laughs> get like two other couples to, to join in and cut the expenses way, way, way down. There you right. go. And then we have a guest list of like 800 people. <laughs> They'll just find like people in our circle so that yeah. it's the same, same guests. <laughs> That's how you do it. Right. Exactly. So only if you know all four couples can you get to this event. Yes. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, going back to the to the beer list again, we have 23 breweries coming in from all over the country and locally, so we kind of mixed it up a little bit. We'll give you guys a couple of exclusives. I can tell you... Yes, uh, thank you. Yeah, there's, there's going to be a few surprises at the event, so be on the lookout for that. Maybe a couple of names that aren't on the list might make their way to the event. We'll, we'll see, but nonetheless, um, the beers are starting to come in right now. So we're starting to kind of get an idea of what everybody's bringing just like cookie table. This is a kind of an interesting dynamic. We're not really telling the breweries what beers to make, so to speak. We're kind of giving them some guidance, but we're not like saying you should make this beer or you should make that beer but they're starting to tell us what they're working on and everybody's working on something different. And that's how cookie table worked out too. So it, it seems like, I don't know if they're like talking to each other or whatever, but um, it, we're not seeing like a lot of duplication, which I think is really cool. Cause the last thing you want to do is go to a brunch event and everybody brings a pancake beer or something like that. That would be kind of lame. We want to kind Mimosa of mix it up. Sour. Right. Yeah. right. Mimosa sour coffee stuff. That's the last thing we want is to have seven of each one. Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to kind of, um, split it up a little bit. My vision is that when you come into the event, you get handed a menu, just like if you went to a, an actual brunch and ordered brunch. So um, still trying to figure this out in my head, but that's for Nick and I to kind of uh, decipher. But I think it should like be split up. Like here's all your appetizers and your juices and all that good stuff. And like the main courses and the pancakes and where to find them. So I'm still trying to figure out that that piece of it, but I want it to kind of feel like you're going to an actual brunch, you know, not just a beer festival, but you're going to a, a brunch. So we want this to be the look and feel a little bit different than your normal beer event. And I think Cookie Table did that really well. And I want to kind of just build off that and make this a truly unique experience for everybody that comes out. Well, and that I, I think that makes a lot of sense too, because the brunch menu is definitely like that printed like throwaway exactly. because it changes all the time and like that kind of thing. So I think that's really cool actually. Yeah. Imagine walking in and somebody hands you a menu and it's like go to table nine to get the juice or 
you know, go to get the pancake beer at table eight, you know, it's hard to do at a beer festival because the breweries, you know, have three or four beers with them. So he can't like be like, here's all your, you know, juices and here's all your pancake beers. So we got to kind of like figure out how we're going to make it flow. But you know, when you walk in, I want you to feel like you're walking into the best brunch ever. Like that's the, that's what we call it. And that's what we're going to deliver on. See, I think the taster glasses need to be like little flutes, you know, like champagne flutes. <laughs> look into it. That's a rough I, subject, I, man. <laughs> I've already looked into like a stemless flute. The smallest I could find was eight and a half ounces. Um, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, that's a big it's, taster. It, it, it's not even that it's a lot. Uh, inflation has hit the glass market quite a bit. In oh, Russell, believe it. Uh, yeah. A lot more than we were expecting. I'll Those shipping costs are starting to get baked in now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so bad. So we are actively working on the glass because that's something we need to hammer down here shortly. Um, I mean, I was definitely, I would would love to have a flute. The problem is we'd probably lose 30 or 40% of them just freight shipping to us, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, they're, they're so frail. Um, You can't get like a, like they don't make a taster flute um, that I could find. Um, Whether it's stemmed or stemless or something like that. I mean, maybe plastic, but I don't, I don't think we want to go that route. No, no I think I think um, plastic is not no, the way to look go good. with that. No, not at all. So yeah. I mean, we, we're we're actively looking on all avenues for what the taster is going to be, and uh, but yeah, no, I was definitely thinking the same thing you were. I mean, I think a flu would be a really cool touch to this event. It is financially unattainable, I would say. Yes, it's well, and that makes sense. I lots mean, of everybody is these these shipping shortages and the the just the general uh, state of the world right now just doesn't uh, match up with making this easy for you. I'm sure. No, to give you an idea, I was on one of the so it, it's not a popular website for glass, but it's one that I've heard people use. And for 600 taster glasses, it was 750 dollars just in shipping. That's just to what? ship it. Just the ship. What? Yes. Yep. So we are. Were they being active. delivered by hand, personally, by the glass blower? Like what the? They hell were being they? delivered by a Pokemon for seven fifty. <laughs> I don't know how that price. Pit, makes Ohio. Sense. <laughs> Some guy in a Pit, Ohio truck rolls in and dumps them in your driveway. That's how it works. Yeah, I, I was going to say they weren't. They weren't actually being like you know life flighted by a helicopter to your lawn or anything, right? Yeah, that's dropped yeah. off by FedEx. Honestly, shipping is the number one biggest issue that we have with everything because uh, when you're doing a beer festival because you know you're we're bringing beer in from out of state right you're shipping that in and that's one of the challenges we had with cookie table we actually brought the beer in like a week ahead of time or maybe in some of cases i think we were almost two weeks ahead of time just to make sure that it was there for the actual event now that presents a challenge because now the brewery has to you know, back up its production to make sure the beer is ready so that it can be shipped two weeks before the event so that it lands in time. So it creates this whole challenge that we haven't seen before, but we're seeing now because of all these trucking shortages and things like that, it's making it more and more difficult to get that beer into everybody's hands. The last thing we want to do is say, Hey, you know, magic city's coming to our event and their beer stuck on a truck, you know, because by legalities, (laughs) we have to legally bring the beer in through a distributor, right? Like, cause you're crossing state lines with alcohol. Even so though Magic go, City will be there. Yeah, That's they'll the be thing. there. We still have to bring their beer in through the legal 
process, you know, so it has to be shipped in and it has to go from the manufacturer to the distributor. And there's a whole thing that we have to, you know, follow and work with. Um, so that beer, if there's the trucks down or something like that, that beer, the beer for the event could be sitting on a truck and, and the brewery be standing there like, Hey, where's our stuff, you know? So it's just a, another layer of complexity that comes in when you're trying to book these events. Yeah. And you want to do everything. I mean, well, so you kind of have to do everything by the book with this type of stuff because Absolutely. of the liability and everything else that comes along with it. Like there's not like, you can't cut corners to like, I, I don't know if I, it, I don't, it, mean it, to you don't want to. In, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing. You don't want to cut corners because then like, as soon as you start cutting corners, consumers feel that people yeah. that are coming to the Absolutely. event feel that. And, and like as a beer nerd, and I feel like that's what field by office did such a good job of on cookie table was that we put a beer event on for beer nerds. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a big beer beer event that was just there. People are hearing out plastic tasters. You're not able to ask a question about how the beer was made, what's in it. You know, you weren't able to really figure out what this beer is. Cookie table gave people that opportunity. If we cut corners, that takes away that specialness, that that new, that fresh, that cookie table, that brunch going to have. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we have going for us. And that, like, we don't want to cut a corner and take that away. You don't want to cut corners and, and sacrifice the quality of the event, right? Like when we do these events, these events are done properly. Yeah. We we have insurance, you know, all the liability insurance. I call my insurance people, hey, and just insure me, whatever it costs. Uh, we have EMTs on site at our events in case there, you know, somebody has a, a health concern. We have an EMT right there in line with all the breweries that we can just say, hey, dude, here, take care of this. Um, you know, we we don't just do that, but we um, get the the beer, the beer stored. You know, we pay for cold trucks to come keep make sure the beer stays cold overnight. You know, we really kind of take that care and that extra step, you know, to make sure the brewer's there, right? We went to Fourscore and said, hey, Ben, uh, we want you to come pour at the event. We'll pay for your hotel for you to, to just to make sure that you show up in or and that's- there. That's one that is so much bigger than you even realize. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, so my brothers poured at shit. Which one was it? It, it might have been Beers of the Berg or one of those like where they asked for like volunteers, mm-hmm. right? And he was pouring for like Dogfish Head or something, right? And one of the things that he said was like people come up to you and ask you the most random shit about mm-hmm. the beer. And you're like, I, this is the first time I drank this beer today, man. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. and that was what was really cool about cookie table, especially was being able to see that these people are the people making the beer, yep. right? Like we went to the event the night before at trace and I had a freaking blast, like just talking to everybody. meeting people. We all had a blast. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> We had a great like, we hurt the next day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that was the cool thing about it was like just just meeting everybody and like really just actually being immersed in the industry. Sure. And just it, such a cool, such a cool part of it. And that that's what we're bringing back to this event and then some, you know, where we went back to the breweries and said, Hey, send brewery representatives. We're gonna put them up in hotels. Um, you know, we're gonna again everything's going to be done properly and on the up and up, you know, uh, with the EMTs and, you know, from a safety perspective where, 
um, you know, doing everything we can to make sure this is the safest event possible. But at the same time, we also listen to the people from Cookie Table. Like we actually asked them like, hey, tell us what you loved about the event and tell us what you didn't like about the event. And <laughs> pretty much overwhelmingly, they all said there weren't enough food vendors, which is fair. Um, cookie Table, we only had one food vendor. Uh, so we're bringing in three food vendors this time, you know, so we're taking every we're, everything that we learned from the last event and putting it into the new event to make sure that it's as great of a success as we can possibly make it. Awesome, man. I, I am looking forward to it. And that's why I wanted to get you guys on early as possible here just to really promote it. And Yeah, there's um, not a whole lot of promotion we have to do because like the tickets are almost all sold, but right. it's fun to talk about it and just tell people like, you know, what's happening and um you know hopefully we get to a point where we can you know do a bigger one next year or something like that you know but it's going to be a great event and if you have tickets already you're you're in for a a good time like nick alluded to there our our motto when we do these festivals is you don't have to be a beer nerd to enjoy our festival but if you're a beer nerd you're going to really enjoy our festivals right um so there's that's why we kind of have those different components like cookie table and um, so if you're not a beer nerd, you don't understand fully the culture, you're still going to like the event because the beer is going to be really good. Um, that's what we're trying to do here with the, with the brunch event as well is, you know, Hey, we're going to have some great breweries here, bringing some absolutely great beer. But if you're not into that, you know, you're not like immersed in the culture like us, there's going to be good stuff for here for you to drink. Awesome. Yeah. I, I can't wait. <laughs> Uh, this is definitely like circled in my calendar, ready to go. I, I took the weekend off because we're going to uh, we're going to see all that remains the night before, actually, because they're doing the yeah. Fall of Ideals tour. You guys gonna have a rough weekend? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Where are they and then playing? It's Mother's at? Day on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> lots of Pedialyte, bud. Lots of Pedialyte. Oh, yeah. That's a pro move for sure. <laughs> So I was at a beer show over the weekend, and at the end of it, a friend of mine uh, was eating a Pedialyte popsicle that was dipped in his sour. So he had his glass, and when he wasn't drink, when he wasn't eating his popsicle, instead of holding it like a normal human, he just put it upside down in his beer because <laughs> he's a degenerate. That, and that's who we roll with. <laughs> that is actually incredible. Um, let alone the this, Pedialyte popsicle. I want to know more about that. Oh, but, I, so I had to buy mine on Amazon. Um, they're sold out anywhere I go, but it's like Pedialyte Sport Freeze Pops. Real? And like, so are they just like push pops or is it like yeah. an actual? It, it, it's, it's just like those like regular push pops. It was like 12 bucks for like 24 of them. Um, but they're like Pedialyte Sport, so it has extra electrolytes. <laughs> and they are the best thing for drunk, hungover. Um, now this is the same guy. Also, when he showed up, we had a barrel stout, and then he put lager in his barrel stout. Um, they- <laughs> we call um, them landfill for a reason. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, do the uh, do the Pedialyte popsicles come with uh, little um, Advil liquid gel centers? <laughs> no, I wish though. That would make it so much better. Right. Just just ibuprofen laced Pedialyte popsicles. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need I'm to sure you can find market. it on Amazon. <laughs> find everything on Amazon. You can find anything on Amazon. See, now that is that is playing with uh, you know the pros. You know, it's not you're not drinking with your uh, amateur New Year's Eve guys that are going out once a year, yep. partying their asses off. Yep. Yep. This That's is a... this is the the seasoned veteran here. <laughs> oh, he has an entire freezer full of them too. Amazing. I've been to his house. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and he we, knows the best brands to get the actual liquid Pedialyte. Like you'd go to him and be like, he'd be like, oh, no. Actual Pedialyte is disgusting. You have to get yeah. this knockoff brand. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, the Rite Aid brand or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, it's he the should best like a beer share with his own cooler, just a Pedialyte. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know we're getting old whenever we're sitting here thinking about the hangover the night after or the day after. Yeah, what's your procedure? Oh, Pedialyte, a leave. Yeah. Two before <laughs> the share, two after the share. <laughs> uh, lactate. A little bit for of those Bengay, lactose you know. intolerant people. <laughs> what was that? I don't know if you saw us at Drink the Cookie Table, but Sarah and I were both popping lactate every half hour. <laughs> no way. <laughs> like, <laughs> not even kidding you. It would have been before brunch. We should have passed we were, those out like before dude, the event. <laughs> like, That'd be kind of cool. My buddy Sean was with us and he's like, yo, you got any extra? <laughs> <laughs> like, felt like a drug dealer. <laughs> I mean, I pass out heartburn medication anytime I'm at a beer event just because I know it's going to hit everyone that I'm with. Yep. So I actually, one of the last beer shares, like big beer shares I went to, somebody that's on the screen beneath me, we had to go to Walmart to pick up something. He goes, I need a bottle of Pepto-Bismol. I don't care what it is, but not the pills. I want the liquid. I'm going to drink it. Yes. You got to <laughs> chug it. You got to chug. Pepto-Bismol is not meant to be consumed in pill form. I don't care. It's the consistency of milkshake and he's drinking it in the afternoon. Like it's a stout. Cause you have to drink liquid. Disgusting. You have no. to drink the liquid Pepto. No, I'd rather when, be when you watch that, when you watch that commercial, the liquid like goes into the person's stomach and then it like coats the stomach. Like you have to get the actual liquid. It works yeah, the I best. The pills. I'd rather be hung over. No, man. Pepto is that that's key, man. That that's that that's that's my pro move, but I'm also older than all you guys, so you know. I, yeah, I, not I, by much. Yeah, so you only got a couple though. years on me. Yeah, I guess a few, but it, it, when you start getting later into your 30s, man, those years start getting like more and more treacherous to your overall health. You you start aging a little bit a little bit more rapidly when you start hitting like 37. Man. I'm feeling. Yeah, it. I slept wrong turns into I stood up wrong. Yeah, I get you. Oh my gosh, I, I sleep I wrong. turned wrong once today and I'm wearing a knee brace now. Like, <laughs> it's miserable. I was like, we, uh, so Thursday is usually clean the house day mm-hmm. and we're cleaning the house. And I, I laid down after getting finished with like vacuuming the floor and cleaning the kitchen up and all this other stuff. And my knee was swollen. Like, so I, you know, elevated, had some water, chugged an energy drink and then took a nap. And that was my afternoon. So <laughs> I'll take that every day. Yeah. <laughs> right. I pop the thing though. <laughs> chug the energy drink before your nap. Then when you wake up, you're ready to go. You're ready to rock. Yeah. Yep. I hear that. Yeah, I, I do two a leave every morning. Like that's like part of mine. That's like my vitamins, man. I gotta get yeah. those. Just, just that just gets me rolling. <laughs> oh man, age is a monster. <laughs> it is a monster, man. Especially We're not when you're even old yet. But we're but we're craft beer drinkers. That's the problem. So like, we're barrel age, is what you're saying. Yes, <laughs> we're not necessarily the guys in the gym. You know, spending 22 hours a day in, in the gym. I used to be that guy. I'm not that guy anymore. Mm. But yeah, I don't think I ever was that guy. There was like a year in college where I was like on it, and yeah, I think I, that was like the the I most had a few I ever years. Dedicated. Yeah, I had a few years where I was like super into it, and then I discovered craft beer again, and then it was all downhill from there. Next thing you know, you're sitting here and you're no longer have any muscle whatsoever on your body. You're just one big plop of just barrel aged 
pastry stouts and <laughs> heavily fruited sours. And now you have stomach issues. Yeah. Fun times, man. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's the thing that like, like being a college athlete, you learned how to be in peak shape and a complete degenerate at the same time. <laughs> so like, as soon as my body started going away, cause I wasn't working out eight hours a day. I still felt like I could still run with all the young kids. Like, like, Oh, I can still play baseball at 32 and I fall going to first base and blow my knee out this year. So it's just, it's, it sucks when you like, you, you have that mentality of nothing can take me down and then you trip on a stair and you blow your back out. So been there, done that. Yeah. But back in those days, in those college days, you weren't drinking, you know, 2000 calorie pastry stouts or, you know, in, in right. college, one of my favorite beer was iron or was it was iron reserve? Is that what it was called? Steel uh, reserve. Steel, Steel reserve. reserve. Yeah. yeah. Cause it was like nine or 10%. I'm like, Oh yeah, this will get you there. <laughs> like I had one like a year or two ago. I'm like, I can't believe I drank this. <laughs> like this right. is terrible. You want to talk about the worst thing over of your life? Try doing a power hour with Michelob Amber Bach. I did a power or so I played black bear, which is kind of like power hour. But every time they say, uh, ramble and you take a drink, I did that with 99 cherries. Um, oh. yeah, it was just a horrible St. Patrick's day. Yeah. That reminds me of, we did thunderstruck on St. Yeah. Patrick's day at like seven in the morning. Ooh. And like the next day or the day of no, the, like, so St. Patrick's day is kind of a big deal in Pittsburgh. I don't know if you know this, mm-hmm. I'm not familiar um, with the Pittsburgh side of it, but I know it's a big deal. I think in Erie as well. But they, there's a lot of places that do kegs and eggs with the parade. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday morning, you know, you wake up. It's uh, we went to Market Square, and like I was underage, and we went to a house party at 5:30 in the morning, decked out, green head to toe, you know, the whole bit, and we're just slamming back green beers, right? We get down to market district. My girlfriend at the time was 21. So she bought two beers, gave me one. And then of course the ATF is walking around like checking IDs and shit. And I'm like, (laughs) Oh, Hey babe, here's your beer. Like, yeah, (laughs) but yeah, just the uh, insane amount of beers before 7am is just not a great idea. And there, let alone in like even in college, it was still a bad idea. It's a horrible idea, I think, anytime. I mean, St. Patrick's Day, hands down, is my favorite holiday. Because you get to be a like a drunken degenerate, no one judges you. Right. Like, it's so fun that day. I mean, I'm a huge Avenged Sevenfold fan. I have a shirt that says, Happy Evan St. Patrick's Day on the back of it that I still wear since high school. Somehow it still fits. Um, <laughs> like, it's just, it, it's my favorite holiday. It's the best. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a good drinking holiday. I'll say that. Um, mm-hmm. I am not the avid fan I once was. Um, I'm sure there's a picture floating around of my St. Patrick's Day outfit from like 2007 or eight. Ugh. And See, I, I hate St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> and, and I know coming from me, that's terrible, but I'm just not a whiskey fan. I I'm have tried. Guy, yeah, I'm a, I'm a beer guy. But there's like so much whiskey on St. Patrick's Day. And I'm just, just, I've tried so hard to get into like the Jamison and all that. I just can't do it. And that seems to be what everybody wants to drink on St. Patrick's Day. And I'm like, no, just give me some beer. I've gotten gotten really good at just turning down liquor. 
just in general and especially on like those kind of situations like i i just refuse to drink liquor because i know i i, I can handle beer two shots and i'm wasted yeah and it so just seems I like just, st patrick's Day, everybody's putting shots in front of you you know yeah yeah <laughs> I, I used to do car bombs like they were slushies like i just, actually don't mind car bombs oh no me either like once because yeah, there's one. something else in there you know what i mean the it's, thing it, about car bombs is you do it instead of Bailey's use shamrock shake. Pro okay. Tip. Okay. So wait, no liquor, but do with Guinness still. Yeah. Yeah. So Guinness, half a shot of Jameson, half a shot of shamrock shake instead of the Bailey's in the bomb. Yeah. Hmm. Rock your freaking world. That's interesting. Yeah. You, you have to, uh, first you have to find, find a craft for like a craft shit, uh, Guinness. Like someone doing a nitro stout. Well, I mean, there are plenty of places that have nitros now. I know. But you it's also great. have to find a McDonald's that the ice cream machine isn't actually working. Right. That's going to be like the hardest thing. So you got to buy them like the night before you decide to do it and, and stock up. You got to get like four or five shamrock shakes and just leave them in the freezer. <laughs> yeah. And then you just take them out in the morning. And then when you're, by the time you're ready for a car bomb, they're nice and melty and ready to go. I don't know. My wife hates shamrock shakes. I'm not a huge fan of them. I, just, I don't like mint. You know, it's, it's the yeah, no. niche. I don't think mint flavored anything in food. Like I like mint like gum and like peppermints and stuff, but mint in food or mint in drinks. No, no. Uh, in, see, I like, like mint and chocolate food. do not go together at all. <laughs> I don't care. You're wrong. Greek food. I don't like Greek food. We've had this talk. I think grape leaves are disgusting. Well, no, grape leaves are way different than having <laughs> mint in your like Greek food. I, I, I'm on your train on that side of things, but <laughs> I don't know how you hate grape leaves. I, I just don't. It's just I don't know why. I just don't like them. I love like cabbage rolls, you know. So like that's like part of my, like my mom's side of the family's like heritage. Like I love like cabbage rolls and all that, but halloumi or whatever you. There's like eight different terms for that cabbage uh, thing yeah, in Pittsburgh. Gwonky, I think is what it's yeah, called. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, Pittsburgh was I so am weird. A, I am a total Eastern European mutt, <laughs> and my mom makes the best cabbage rolls. Like they're, she, they call them sourheads. Yeah. But like, everybody's mom or grandma makes the best cabbage rolls. I don't yeah, care. That's that's just absolute fact. But yeah, yeah like they're, it's legit. And it's one of those things that like you don't – you don't really get a whole lot of flavor in Eastern European cooking, <laughs> but for some reason, those things are just so good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm anti grape leaves. Cause I don't know why I just, it's the same concept, but a little different. Yeah, the texture is a little weird. I get yeah, that. The texture is a little weird. Like the whole lemon thing. I'm not like too into, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just not for me, but I, I do love cabbage rolls. So that, that's a food that I love. Well, at least you're not like Nick who doesn't eat vegetables. <laughs> I, my my I stepdad tried. doesn't eat vegetables either. And he's like, I've met him though. So don't compare me. He's <laughs> um, <laughs> across the bow. No, nah, uh, I'm in, I'm, I'm in my lane here with that one. Uh, <laughs> but like, to me, it's a texture thing. Like, like I love onion flavor. I can't get over the texture of an onion. I just, Ooh, I can't do it. Man. Same with like certain peppers, uh, tomatoes, like, like I can do salads and stuff like that. I mean, it's not always the best for me, mm -hmm. um, but I just can't do the texture of vegetables usually. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I love vegetables. Um, I don't. I there are very few that I won't eat, but I don't know. I'll eat. Whatever. I do know huh. that I do love smoked meats, though. If you don't like smoked meats, like we can't yeah. be friends. I mean, yeah. and you're not probably not human. Because gotta, what, let, let me get this out real quick here because we went to General Shoes for dinner last night mm-hmm. in Zealy. And if you haven't been there, you need to make the trip right this fucking second. Um, but they have uh, on the menu, it's like a chef special that they're doing right now. They think this, like just this weekend. And it is burnt and brisket fried rice. Oh, Ooh, that sounds so good. Oh, it's unbelievable. So I'm such that a sucker so for smoked good. meats. Like, and it, like, and they put the dippy egg right in the middle and it's, it was like perfectly cooked. Uh, everything about it was just screaming like the best meal I've had in a very long time. And I they have this like it. Korean, uh, this like Chinese barbecue sauce that they put all over. Oh, oh. I, like unreal, unreal. I have to, I have to get there. I love going, I live really close to Spoonwood. Yeah. So they have a lot of like smoked meats on their menu. They've sort of kind of pulled back on that a little bit over recent years, but Nonetheless, like they have these smoked chicken wings. Oh, they're so smoked good. wings are the best. Oh, I love they, smoked wings. They do put the wing, the sauce on the side, which is you know pretty standard with smoked wings. I know we were talking about that before um, on our last episode, but they were just so good. Like sometimes I'll I'll sit at home and I'll like I can literally like taste them in my mouth. I'm like, we have to go to Spoonwood so I can get some wings. They're super expensive because you know wings are like super expensive right now, but they were worth every penny. So if you listen to this podcast in Pittsburgh, go to Spoonwood and get the wings. You won't be disappointed at all. Yeah, I've definitely had those wings myself. And um yeah, their their food program is surprising sometimes. Like just the stuff that's on the menu. Their pizzas, man. Um, their pizzas, their pizzas are crazy. great. Yeah. They're they're so good. Like and they I put some silly it. stuff on them too. Yeah. The only reason I don't go there all the time and this is like no knock on them they're just so busy that it's yeah. like, like <laughs> they need a couple, they need like an extra thousand square feet or something like that. Because every time I go there, I'm like, Oh, there's going to be like a 45 minute wait. And you know, that's great for them. Like applaud them. You know, they're doing a, running a wonderful business over there, but sometimes, you know, it's Friday night. You just want to like get in somewhere and get out or, or what have you. And that's like the one reason I don't go there, but everything else is wonderful. And their beer program is very, very, very not talked about in Pittsburgh. Their beer is really good. And yeah. And I think they do a lot of experimental stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. But they have a lot of good um, cores too. Like a lot of the, I can't think of any names off the top of my um, head. Cold Drip City yeah, might Cold be Drip my city. favorite coffee beer yep. in the city. Like yeah. just in general. Yeah. My wife really likes that one, but um they have, they have a couple others that are like just regular rotators there. So I like going in there and getting them, but then they'll mix in some, some new ones as well. So not a lot of people like really talking about their beer, but the place is always incredibly busy. So they're doing something right somewhere. Um, but four points too. four points. I mean, mm. the beer, I need to get out there. Insane. But Dude. the food is, <laughs> you have to go to Charlotte to get the food. But the food. I was just going to ask that if it's incredible. in North Shore or not. Nah, they yeah, they do food not. trucks at the one down on in the North Shore. But yeah, it, it's it's something special there. Dave's got one heck of a great business going on because he's putting out some amazing food, and Adam is just killing it. In, in that 
Yeah. He is a beer Dude. wizard in every sense of the word. When you look he at him, does he does everything. Beers. He, everything. Every single release, like even when they release like uh, re-releases of beer and stuff like that, they're like they're better somehow. Every yeah, he, single yeah, he gets time better every better. single time, and he does every style great. Yeah, you yeah. talk. He could talk about their stouts. You can talk about their sours. You can talk about their their West Coast now is I think becoming one of their fastest sellers from what he was saying. Like their hazies, like every single their thing light they're doing lager. Is, yeah, their light lager is amazing. Four P Light is unreal. They have a malt liquor out now too. On top of that, like <laughs> I mean, uh, I tell people all the time they're the most they're the best well rounded brewery in Pittsburgh. They're the most well rounded brewery in Pittsburgh. Absolutely, yeah. hands yeah. down. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I, I, there's not a single negative I would say about that place, um, other than I'm not there enough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, Charleroi and is too fucking far. They uh, haven't even really logo been a, sick. Yeah, they haven't been around forever. You know, no, they, they've they, only been around three years, right? Yeah, they're Coming relatively new. Yeah. Well, think about this, Ryan. One of the first times that you and I actually hung out was the beer share at Erie. Mm-hmm. And they had just opened up, and you brought up a bunch of crowlers from them. Yeah, and he the gave a bunch of crowlers to bring up. Yep. The, the stuff you brought up from them was crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I mean, not a lot of people were even talking about them back then. Like people were, were so I'd be like, I still remember. And wow, this was right before Fueled by Hop started. I remember they had a Juicy Brews event at Cinderlands, and Dave Barb was there from Four Points, and I remember Dave brought crowlers for Kenny at hop culture to try. And right after that, Kenny from hop culture, like put them in like the best beers they drank that weekend, that um, article that they did. And that was like their first big mention, you know, up until that point. So this was, so literally they really got started. I mean, they've been brewing a beer for a while, but like that, like real sort of hype, if you will, just kind of came in the last couple of years, which is just really crazy. To me. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember that too. event vividly because that was the first event. <laughs> I don't remember that, much at all about that event. <laughs> oh, the only thing I remember really is Burley Oak. Oh, Burley Oak had this black that they had blackberry cobbler. Uh, yeah, that that dream. I, I kept going over. It. And I remember right across from them was Dewey. Yeah, Dewey was like debuting. I think Secret Machines at that point in time. And Hudson Valley was there. Yes, that with was, their sour IPA. Uh, like it was the first time I had had a sour IPA where I was like, "This is fucking good." Yeah. Hudson Valley is <laughs> so good, so yeah. unreal. That um, festival was just utterly insane. off the chain, like just nuts. Yeah, um, I'm yeah. sitting here thinking about it now, and I remember Sarah got the hiccups right. Okay, and Trevor is pouring for Gnome, and Trevor, like, so she walks over to Trevor, and Trevor goes, "Oh, I can fix this. I can fix this." And he pulls out his pocket knife. And he goes, here, take your water, hold the knife pointing towards your face and drink the water. Like, so I don't know if I can really like show you how this looked, but basically he had the knife pointy end towards your eye and like held it next to the glass of water that she had. And basically was like, Hey, drink it. And he was like, wow. And like worth two and a half hours into a beer festival. She is not in the best state of mind. Right. And I'm like, dude, somebody's going to like, somebody's going to bump into her and she's going to stab herself in the eye. And that'll be the end. That's going to be it. So I'm standing there like boxing out, like pushing people, like trying to keep people away from her while she's doing this. Mm. And it 100% worked. She did not have the hiccups after that. 
I think out of fear for her losing her eye. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, no, she the was last totally thing she cool wanted to do was like, eye patch thing. all day. That's the thing. She was totally cool with it. She's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. I'll do it. And I'm sitting there like, my God, she's going to die. <laughs> so what, what session of that festival were you at? The morning, the early one or the late one? I think it was the late one. Yeah, that's what if I, I had to guess. Because um, we were like hanging out in the middle the whole time downstairs. Yeah, that's where I was. Too. Um, we probably right were by, right next to each other. Didn't even realize Honestly, it. we probably were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were standing at the one. There was like a, there was like one little like table it was like a bar table yeah like right in the middle and that was right yeah. in front of burley oak like burley oak was like right there no we were on the other side of the room oh okay okay so you know how the you know how in cinderlands yep. it has like the, the pillars in the middle of the room yeah there? i was towards burley oak yeah we were on okay. the other side okay but i remember um that and calusa was there mm-hmm. from florida uh love those guys their uh their beers are great but their design is what really like caught my eye with them Yep. And I remember like talking the guy up and I was like, Hey, did you bring any merch with you? Like, can I buy some merch off of you? I need a hat, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, man, what a good time. What a, what a good festival. <laughs> yeah. He has to bring us back. I want to see those juicy brews come back, man. Dude, that was, that was like the, I want to say it's like the, the big beer of beer festivals. Yeah. <laughs> like not, it, not quite like a, you know, beers of the Berg where it's not necessarily the locals that show up. But mm. like those ones are like, man, you talk about getting like all the heavy hitters together. Yeah. That's, that's really like the cream of the crop there. <laughs> yep. No doubt, man. But speaking of beer, this thing we'll have is going to be good vibes this year when it comes to like all heavy hitters. Well, there is a heavy is that hitter festival. The rumors are they're going to have it this year, but that's, that has been confirmed. It has it not has been confirmed. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not confirming anything, but rumors are they're going to have it. Yeah. Oh, I'm so ready. I know of a pretty nice beer festival happening in Harrisburg on April 30th. Yeah. I April 30th. 30th. Yeah. For people who uh, listen to this podcast, I can't say a whole lot, but the prototype invitational, this is yeah, prototype yeah. entrance. So we saw Coven Brewery comes out and does a collab with the answer. And then uh, prototype is saying, you know what? we're going to come out and we're going to do an entire beer festival and bring like 75 of the best breweries from around the country. And it's not yeah. just little people. Like they're bringing <laughs> Dude, that list, heavy hitters. The have, list is, I, it, it, I it, saw it's fucking a, bottle logic and I was like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I sent him a message. I was like, how, how did you do this? <laughs> he's he's, well, he's like, worked like the big, like beer event scene for a couple of years and just yeah, built these relationships. It sounds like, I mean, yeah. Kevin is like one of the biggest, and I don't say this in the wrong way at all. Kevin seems like one of the biggest like beer nerds, like totally gets the whole culture. He works everything it, about like, beer. Exactly. Like, yeah. like beer is his life and mm-hmm. he's built a really good life out of beer and mm-hmm. has a ton of great connections. And I'm sure a ton of great friends yeah. in the beer scene. And he's met it's going to really, it, 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 it's going to help him put on a great festival. I think. Yeah. You're talking about somebody who knows festivals from, you know the the pouring angle of it so he knows like what to do and what to expect and all that good stuff so that's going to be really interesting but the list of breweries coming is i i just want to tell people about it but <laughs> like he hasn't announced it yet so we don't want to say too much but the list is absolutely crazy so it's april 30th in the harrisburg area i don't even know where it's at to be honest is yeah, he even dropped any sort of like 
info on the yeah, beer list, any ticket like, information. They're tight lipped on this thing, man. It's yeah, just, he posted he posted something about like, hey, pay attention to us. We're going to be talking about yeah. it soon, and that was it. Like that was like a but, week or two but he, ago. He though. threw a hint on yeah. there. It was like if you saw last year or something like that. Like there, there was like a hint there that what yeah. he was referring to. So, but yeah, he's referring to his beer festival. But it is going to be a crazy festival. We will be there. We've already confirmed that we will be there, and they'll be at our festival. So, I got and I'll be there. Yes, we confirmed that. Free that day. <laughs> yeah, I already took the time off work. Yep, for both. Last of these. day of April. Oh, we're out of tax season. We're good. Yeah, yeah, we're out of tax season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we're good. Excellent. <laughs> Yeah, we're uh, we're planning. Yeah, we're planning on going big for that one. That's that's going to be a good time. I can't wait. <laughs> no no um, I guess at this point, I think we can co- kind of wrap up here. Yeah, we've, um, we've covered a lot. This is fun. Yeah, so. yeah. I really appreciate you guys taking the time on a oh, Thursday night to hang out with me. Yeah, drink and, beer and hang out. Yeah, what a, yeah. what a twisted my arm, buddy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> horrible idea who would have thought about drinking we were do, we were going to do this anyway we just literally mic'd up and hit record right. yeah this is this was going to happen yeah this was, was just, happening <laughs> just uh turned into a podcast exactly oh we appreciate you having us out though sir uh, always a fun time always a pleasure you know and hope to actually get to hang out with you in person soon but i got a baby yeah. now man a little more difficult. yeah no we'll have to we'll have to get some beers together soon um i uh I miss it. You know, we're, we've been trying to get out. We're trying to do the, uh, the whole brewery tour thing, uh, yep. the, the brewery guide. So definitely going to try to hit spots that we've never been to. Um, mm-hmm. even though they've all been open for multiple years and stuff like that. Now it's like, yeah. you know, you're Helicon. I've never been to Helicon. Like I've, I've been to Helicon actually. I've cool never, place. I've never been there. Yeah, if you like pinball, you should go. <laughs> I got to get there. It's the one yeah. I got to get there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of cool stuff coming up here. We're going to have some other guests on. We have some plans in the works here. Uh, so talking about the weekly recap, obviously. Uh, but again, get your tickets for the best brunch ever, Mar- uh, May 14th, coming up here quick. Um, second Go session is where you'll find forward us. slash best brunch ever. There it is. There it is. Uh, as, as is always tradition here as an affiliate, we are going to shout our code real quick here too. So shop.fuelbyhops.com. Use our code, the weekly recap for 20% off your entire order. Have you ever wanted to spend 80% on 100% of stuff? You can with our code, the weekly recap. Very cool. Uh, you guys got anything else to shout out? Any, you know, where, where can we Follow find us you? on Instagram. Yeah. At yeah you guys, are, you guys are posting a boatload of reels lately and I've been losing my mind because they're yeah. all hilarious. Yeah. We're having a great time <laughs> with it. Um, it's, it's, Instagram's a lot more fun than, than I thought. I just started using it now. So um, I, I used to tink, tinker, tinker with it. I had a hard time getting that one out. I used to tinker with with Instagram, but now I'm like, I've discovered the reels and the memes and I'm like, yes, share, <laughs> share, share. <laughs> so it's it's been a lot of fun. But follow us on Instagram at fuelbyhops underscore um, and join our Facebook community. That's really where the heart and soul of the whole brand is. Go to uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash filled by hops or you can just go to fieldbyhops.com forward slash join which is what i should have said from the start that'll get you right to the uh, facebook page hit join and answer a couple questions and we'll get you in there you can have a good time with our 
big growing group of craft beer nerds. I mean, coming up on 5,000 members, that, right? That, that whole 5,000 giveaway that we're trying to hit. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So yeah, we're getting I, close I to 5,000 members. And when we hit 5,000 members, we are going to give away a Blackstone grill. So, but we're not doing it until we hit 5,000 members. So we're making you guys invite all your friends and join our community because we want to get to 5,000 members just because we want to say we have 5,000 members. And these giveaways happen all the time too. It's not just for the Blackstone, which is still a kick-ass prize, by the yeah, way. We have lots of cool giveaways lined up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So lots of cool giveaways lined up. So join the community because that's where all the fun stuff happens. That's where you meet Jerry, who's the mayor of Fueled by Hops, and you get to um, just have a good time with good people, man. You know, you get early you access just, to tickets yeah, for you, festivals. That's right. Our Facebook group gets uh, first access to everything. So before we post it to our blog, before we post it to our social media, it always gets posted to the group first. So they get first look at all the merch, first look at all the tickets for the, all the events. If we have any big news or anything like that that's coming up, everything gets dropped in a group first. So join our Facebook community. That's where the action is. You also get to see Nick Adams talk to Nick Adams and people think, yeah, that's really so (laughs) (laughs) If I don't post the Spider-Man meme on your post, it's an every time thing. Did it really happen? (laughs) (laughs) So I will say we haven't gotten tagged in each other's things in a while where someone will be trying to talk to you and tag me or the other way around. That hasn't happened in a minute. So I do appreciate that. Cause I feel like I get tagged and I'm like, should I tag him? So he sees what's going on. Cause I don't know if this is important. It's just a beer to me, but maybe it's a memory to him. I don't know what's going on here. I got sniped by Creekside beer yesterday or today. That was today. Actually, they used uh, my photo from untapped nice. <laughs> in oh, nice. their post. Uh, so nice. That actually was me that got tagged in that one. Um, somebody tried to buy my taster. I was like, no, it's not happening. The Black Clouds <laughs> taster doesn't oh, exist anymore. <laughs> oh, I know. Still looking for that Malkin glass, though, if anybody has one. Yes. Actually, I wouldn't mind having one, too. So if you find two, we are, we are both in search of. I still have the Sid one. I'm using it tonight, actually, okay. even though okay. they lost. But the Sid one... I, I, I tell this story all the time. Uh, my, so Sarah went and got in line for these glasses because I was like, oh, I don't know if I need them, like whatever. And she was number 72. Oh, jeez. And they only made 71 Malkin glasses. Yep. So hmm. she missed out on that. But it's awesome. still salty about it. So if anybody has one they're looking to offload, I will pay handsomely for it. And by handsomely, I mean not that much more than what they were regularly. plus a couple beers <laughs> yeah 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 i'll give you some thank you beers <laughs> all right guys uh at this point i'm gonna go ahead and wrap the episode we're gonna go ahead and uh, raise a glass cheers to you guys cheers to fuel by hops cheers. and uh we'll see you next time cheers guys cheers <laughs>